Hi, everybody. This is Pam at the Paper Outpost, and this is the Paper Outpost podcast, The Joy of Junk Journals, coming to you from the house. Where's Sunshine? <laughs> Usually give us... No, don't see him there. He must be in the bedroom. A little stinker. He might be nesting on the bed. Yes, found him. He's nesting on the bed. Look at that. He's disappeared into the white blankets and pillows with just a little pair of black eyes and a nose sticking out. Um, so here we talk about uh, junk journaling, paper crafting, life of a crafter, and answering your crafty questions. So today we're going to go on a little um, exploration journey um, of our old stuff. Yes, becoming acquainted with what we already have in our craft supply realm. Um, I highly recommend this minimum at least once a year, probably four times a year would be awesome. And you would get like triple A pluses, but that will never happen in my world, I'm sure. Um, But it's kind of a scavenger hunt and it's kind of a shop at home um, and also appreciation for the fact that you went out, slayed the dragons, dragged them home, you know, field dressed them, prepared them for dinner, and now you have this beautiful array of craft supplies. I know that was a strange analogy, but just just roll with me here. Um, So yes, Um, what's going on? Okay, so right now uh, I do have fabric packs for sale as of the upload of this video. Um, If you're interested, they're in my Etsy shop. There's 40 plus pieces in each package plus a a triple bonus, which is included automatically. You don't need a code or a coupon. And that will automatically go out uh, via free priority mail shipping to you. And the fabric pieces are anywhere from 8x10 down to smaller pieces and a wide variety of fabrics. Fun things to use in your junk journal when you just need that little piece of texture or tactile sensation or something that might just add a little different dimension to your work. Um, Its fabrics are also fiber just like paper is fiber so they're fun to incorporate uh, if you are inclined to play with fabrics and um, you don't have to sew you can use fabric glue instead. My favorite glue is the um, as you probably know if you watched any of my videos it's um, uh, Fabrifix clear silicone glue it's It glues fabric to fabric, fabric to paper, and paper to paper very well, which is a great shortcut when you just want to put a little piece of fabric here or there, um, or cover a journal card or a tuck, something like that. Um, Or if you have a sewing machine, fabric can easily be sewn to paper or to index cards to make beautiful pockets and uh, journal cards and things like that. So uh, with that being said, we will move on to the day of discovery. I know you want to do belly rubs and scratches because you always want to do belly rubs and scratches. Not not you guys, I know. Well, maybe I don't know, but there's a little Mr. Fluffer Mouse here who is uh, insisting on a belly scratch. Okay, we get a three second one. All right, now we're off to go explore in a drawer. So, yes, the other day I played with some beads. I just opened my bead drawer and I said, time to play with some beads. I haven't played with beads in a long time. And um, beads are very fun. They make beautiful work, um, but they're very small and they can be tedious at times. So maybe that's why I don't play with them all the time. But I love it when I do because it's so pretty. It's just glittery and fun. And um, it's, it's, it feels good to use up your stuff, you know? So I made, I made a small dent in my stuff, which was fun. Okay, let's look into the next, see what we have here. Okay, so my next drawer, it has alcohol inks. It has alcohol inks and it has, what's this? 
big big thing of gloves oh probably for the alcohol inks and then a thing of alcohol blending solution and an alcohol ink blending pen i should probably show these on a video so you can get an idea of how to use them um and I, i'm not a alcohol ink professional by any stretch of the means mind but they are very fun to play with if you've never played with them um they work beautifully on what's that called that special paper duralap duralar 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 like d-u-r-l-a-r d-u-r-a-l-a-r i think that's it i probably have the wrong name but it's kind of like a plasticky paper um it's not this episode is brought to you by visit williamsburg in Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Cheap, but it works well on that. And then what you can do is these alcohol inks come in these little droppers and you can put drops of the ink down on the paper, and then you can splash a little bit of that um, alcohol blending solution on the drops, and it makes them bloom and go into these gorgeous swirls and everything. It's really, it's like easy, magical art. Uh, it's just wonderful to watch before your eyes it change, and you can add colors and change them a multitude of times. Uh, it's a lot of fun. And it dries pretty quickly because the alcohol just evaporates into the air. Um, but I would recommend maybe doing it outside because it does have a bit of a vapor odor, which can be really overwhelmingly strong. And you don't want to really, you don't want to be inhaling alcohol fumes. It's not good for your lungs. So I would recommend doing it outside. I did, I mean, if it's nice weather and it's not too bad outside, I would do it outside. Um, like on the, you know, if you have a little coffee table or something out there, maybe go to the park and do it, something like that, if you don't have an outside. Uh, it doesn't take, these pictures are, are generally not huge because alcohol inks are kind of expensive. And um, so we, we tend, to, we, I don't know, the grand universe of we who play with alcohol inks, um, probably for like four by six, two by three, five by eight, I mean, that kind of zone. And then you can, you'll have a master board basically, and you can either keep it whole and you could actually use that as a cover, like the a focal point for the cover of a journal or maybe on the spine, that would look really cool. Um, and then, or you could cut it up, which is probably what I would do and just use it for journal cards, journal pockets, things like that. But I like that, I, like that. I just thought of that for the cover and the spine, that's actually a good idea. Um, so it's a very beautiful form of art. If you've never played with it, you don't have to be a professional at all. It's just watch a couple videos on it and it is pretty easy to do. Maybe I'll do a little demo so you can kind of see how it's done. I'll have to practice. I haven't, I haven't done it in a long time because it's, it is in, full disclosure, one of my mystery drawers that I completely forgot, for, forgot about. And it's time to go into those and rediscover um, these fun things and maybe learn some new ways to use them. I'm going to do a little research and play around and see if I can find some new ways to use them. Maybe others have discovered the latest and greatest of, hey, have you ever done this with alcohol inks? And um, we'll play with that. You can get some really pretty bubble and splatter designs and swirls and it's almost like those pour paintings, you know, where you, you have a big can or you have a canvas, uh, one of those framed canvases, and then you get a cup full 
of multiple colors of acrylic paint and then you just hold the cup. Some people do it different ways, but some people just take the cup and they put it upside down on the on the canvas and they lift up and they just let the paint ooze in different directions and sometimes they'll tilt it a little bit this way and that way and they get all these magical swirly things. And then they can spritz something on there too to make these microcells um, or micelles, I'm not quite sure what they're called, but these little bubbly areas that look pretty cool with the acrylic. Uh, so there's a lot of different ways to do that stuff. I guess it all boils down into this realm of breaking down the integrity of the actual paint or ink or whatever it is that you are working with and you're altering it, causing it to form new shapes. And I think that's what those little microcells are or micelles. Um, whether they are on the alcohol ink or they're on the acrylic pour ink, I'm thinking there must be a similar concept going on there. But it's very pretty. The, I, I don't know if it's a downside, but it can. It's a little more chemically. You know, you're, you're working with vapors and aromas and you're altering the state of this chemical soup. So, I, I, you know, depending on how you feel about that. Um, probably something I wouldn't do all the time, but maybe sometimes just to uh, have the experience. I think it would, it is fun for me. And uh, so I did a bunch of those um, acrylic pours. They were fun, you know, okay, so this is the deal with the acrylic pours. It's so much fun, but it's so messy. And it goes through so much paint. I mean, um, so if you, if you've been, are you one of those back stalkers where you have tons of paint? You know what I mean? And um, it's just kind of like up to your eyeballs and you need to do something with it. Do a bunch of acrylic pours, just get some canvases or wood or whatever you have and um, probably even chipboard would work, I'd imagine, if you could keep it from warping, um, and just make a bunch of bases, and then you've got them. And I have actually uh, um, used those as frames. I've just um, taken a picture that I like, like something I drew, and I'll put it on the acrylic pour board, and you can just see the like groovy um, edges of the pour and it looks kind of, I don't know, like psychedelic 60s if you're a, if you're a hippie aficionada, it might be something fun to do. Um, do you remember those black light posters? Uh, I don't know why that's coming to mind. I, I can picture one with like a, a VW bus coming out of it with a big daisy on the side of it, all in black velvet fuzzy kind of neon glow-in-the-dark sort of thing. There was a whole wave of that that went through in the 70s I think probably maybe 60s, um, but those were fun. Anyway, just hearkening back to days gone by. But yeah, there's, um, there's a few other paints in there, some ones that randomly made it in there. They're just small bottles of paint where you could just put um, a drop down, a drop here, a drop there. You could almost use them like you would use a Stickles or a um, Liquid Pearl or a Nouveau Drop. Those are the, um, they also come in small bottles with a little pointer applicator and you can just drop one drop and it'll dry kind of like a halfback pearl on your paper. Um, they're fun to play with. They're great for doing accents on things and you could just go to town. Um, I highly recommend the metal looking ones because they give you that rivet look and those look really neat in the vintage um, journal style. Um, and th but there's a, a myriad of colors you can just you can just go have fun you could do a fairy one in pinks and greens and blues maybe something like that with yellows um, a lot of fun to be had there um, yeah so the alcohol inks I got um, 
uh, some family members involved in doing that when they came to visit. I was just exploring it and they wanted to come along and play with the alcohol ink. So I got them all out on the lanai and I gave them, you know, a piece of the Duralar. I think that's what it's called. Um, and um, uh, I believe I got the Duralar. I probably got it online, but I think, I don't know, I, maybe you get it in Hobby Lobby and Michael's Crafts, probably. But the, you could definitely buy it on Amazon or eBay uh, or, um, yeah, I, I, I'd probably Etsy too, I would, I would imagine. Uh, but it's, or, or look for alcohol ink paper. Um, it, it will receive the ink. It's a different kind of paper than regular paper. It has a plasticky feel to it. So if you're okay with that. But I think the results speak for themselves. They're just so darn pretty. And, and, and you can blend and mix colors or you can leave the colors individual. Um, it's, kind of, it's kind of a fun process. So I'll have to think of some new things to do with alcohol inks. So that is the one drawer. And um, let's go take a peek in another drawer. Okay, Sunny, move over. Okay. He said, all right, Mom, you're getting up. You're going back into the craft room. Take a look in another drawer. The drawer of explanation. Okay, so, or exploration. My first explanation, <laughs> I'm explaining my drawers. That's pretty much what's going on here. Um, okay, I'm entering now my cheesecloth drawer. And my cheesecloth drawer is not just a cheesecloth drawer. I found things that look like cheesecloth, like gauze. Medical gauze looks like cheesecloth. So you can, you can remember, never let lack of a craft supply stop you. You can always use an alternative, something that sort of looks like it. Um, I never want you to feel like you can't move forward because you don't have um, a tool or a supply. You, put your thinking toque on and think around it. I think like, what if you were out on the farm somewhere and you couldn't get in town and you had to improvise? That's what people did. So that's what we do as crafters, we improvise. So also in this drawer, I have found, what's that? Hmm. It's like a thin weave of some kind of weird cotton. Don't even know what that was in there. See, see, this is why it's so important to go in your drawers. Everybody should be looking in their drawers. <laughs> okay, so also I found in here, which is not correctly placed, but it is here, it are some scrap sewing papers. Sewing pattern papers, you know that light brown with the black or blue um, sewing patterns on them. Those are fun and they can be used in collage. Um, I have like little pieces, like tiny, I have big pieces upstairs, but I have little pieces in the drawer for quick and easy access that I didn't even know were there. So I would never open that drawer to go and access those because yes, I didn't know they were there. So now I know they're there. So we'll just see if old crafty pants here can um, use them <laughs> in some crafty way. I remember, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm going to do this because it's too bulky. Maybe there's a way to squash it. Let me see. But do you remember taking the end of a pencil, like the, um, the rubber end, the um, eraser end, and you would take tissue paper and you would take like maybe like a one by one square or two by two square and you would like push it around the, um, eraser end and you would you would make and then you would dab an end of glue a dab of glue on the end of where the eraser was on the outside of the paper and then you would you would like let's say you had a piece of construction paper with a big heart drawn on it you would go and you would press that down and you would slowly repeat that process with like a thousand of these things to fill in the heart shape and you would have this fluffy rough texturous 
heart on a piece of paper. So it was three-dimensional and it kind of came out at you. It was kind of cool. Don't play with something like that because I wonder what that would look like if you closed it in a book. <laughs> Obviously it would go flat, but it still might give you some interesting texture. And the, um, the um, rough, like the paper is so thin and so fine. I think it might compress well. So I would not make them too tall. Go for the shorter side, like make them short in height. And uh, we'll try that on a video, see how that goes. That'll be experimentation video. Um, you've seen it here, folks. How about that? <laughs> um, so yeah, that is something to consider. So the traditional use of cheesecloth in junk journal making, I came across it first from Nick the booksmith. I would see her layer cheesecloth, little bits, behind focal points on her cover or maybe a little something in I don't know if I remember seeing it in her books but I do remember it in the cover behind the focal point like she had a pretty picture and then she would layer a little cheesecloth behind it and it always looked so cool like everything looks so cool when she makes it she's so good and um, the uh, the other thing you can do with it is you can dye it. Yeah, yeah, you can get right in there and just take a big ball of cheesecloth and put it in some coffee dye and it'll, uh, I use instant crystal coffee and I just make it concentrated in some water. Um, it doesn't really matter if it's hot or cold water. And, and you can actually use just old coffee pot coffee too, that'll work um, for this particular purpose. It will take white cheesecloth and turn it like tan, beige, cream, brown, um, depending on how strong it is. You can also do the same with tea, but you can also do the same with Kool-Aid or food colors or anything that you have pigment. Um, some makeups can be diluted down just to give you the pigment and that can also color. You can do, you can make it multiple colors. Like if you wanted to look like the shroud of Jesus, kind of like that kind of earthy look, you could make, you know, you could put you can you can take onion skins boil them a little bit and then get the color will release from the onion skins and uh, then you can soak them in there you can use beet juice you can use all sorts of fun things and um, that will uh, definitely give you some pretty colors to work with probably food color is the least expensive I would say if you just bought yourself a food color is gonna last you for a long time so you get multiple uses out of it whereas you cut the onion the onions done you know you got to either you I guess you could put the onion skins in the freezer and use them um, but um, there's unsweetened Kool-Aid I believe is also just a color pigment you can use that which is probably food color so um, that and uh, you could probably do some um, paint you could put a little bit of I don't know how that would work I don't know if acrylic but watercolor would probably work if you huh Let's say you're painting a picture, you're painting a pink picture or something, you've got this glass full of colored water that's maybe a paint, it hasn't been like dilute, like uh, mixed with others and you're ending up with that brown or gray, but that's not that bad either. You could actually throw your cheesecloth in there and absorb the pigment and let it air dry and it would look really rustic and cool. Oh, we should try that. Yeah, definitely should try that. So that is kind of a fun thing to do and when you do that, you're gonna have all sorts of fun supplies. So if you've got some whites, leave them white. And then if you've got some extra that you can um, uh, give up, 
then you can color those and just have them at the ready because you will use those if they're at the ready because to stop and coffee dye them and wait for them to dry and then use them just slows your process down a lot when you're creating and sometimes keeping the flow and the movement and the momentum is what finishes the art project and I know that's where a lot of people get stuck they get started and then they stop the project because of something like they didn't have the coffee dyed cheesecloth and you know it just took too much the life was going on responsibilities bills had to be paid children crying I know I know everything gets in the way of crafting and um, but that's an option you do it ahead of time it doesn't take long you're doop 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 in the thing and just let it air dry put it in a you know something outside or throw it in the grass let it air dry something you know clip it to the fence I mean whatever you got to do you just do it I wouldn't put it in the dryer because it might leave micro pigment in your dryer and then your clothes might get micro pigment on them I don't think you'd be happy with that I would go for a good old air dry somewhere maybe in the garage or in your bathroom hanging from somewhere you know you're, you're creative you'll figure something out and with that we'll leave you be We'll talk with you next time. Take care, everybody. Happy crafting from both of us to all of you.